And so uh, be thinking about that as that's coming up. Now we're in a series this morning, Pastor Mike. We're we're in a series, and you're in a ref you're in a ref outfit. Okay, I am, and it it, it correlates with what's going on. Uh, I'm not trying to just be neutral by wearing a ref outfit. Okay, I'm cheering for the Chiefs today. Okay, just so you just so you know. Okay, but if you want to pick on somebody, it's TK. All right, you want to pick on somebody, it's TK. She's cheering for the 49ers. Okay, and um, anyways, we're in a series entitled Love unveiled okay love unveiled and I want to talk to you this morning about living in the end zone living in the end zone if you give me a little monitor uh, right here Chase would you do it I'm just coming back at me here one Sunday a year all of America and a large part of the world watches football and people will tune in today that haven't watched a game all season. They know really nothing about the game, but they'll tune in today just to watch the game, probably over some hot wings, some little smokies, some Rotel dip, or crab legs. You guys hear what I'm saying to you? And they're, they're just getting together and, and encouraging each other. And so the Super Bowl is the biggest game of the year. It's the biggest game of the year all, all around the world, okay? In, in uh, 1 Timothy chapter 6, and so I've got a, a, a few props with me today, all right? A, a few props with me today, all right? But uh, in 1 Timothy chapter 6 and verse 11, the scripture says this, but you, Timothy, are a man of God, so run from all these evil things if you go back, a lot of times when you see something in the scripture, you're like, what's the evil things? Well, I'm not going to talk about all the evil things today, but that's your homework this week to look up some of those evil things that he's telling Timothy about. But I want to point these things out. He says, run from all these evil things, okay? Pursue righteousness. Everybody say pursue righteousness. And a godly life along with faith, love, perseverance, and gentleness, Fight the good fight for the true faith. Hold tightly to the eternal life to which God has called you, which you have declared so well before many witnesses. And I charge you before God, who gives life to all, and before Christ Jesus, who gave a good testimony before Pontius Pilate, that you obey this command without wavering. Everybody say, without wavering. Without wavering then no one can find fault with you from now until our Lord Jesus Christ comes again. Amen. Point number one this morning. Our purpose is the end zone. Our purpose is heaven. Come on, somebody. Our purpose is that place called heaven. We were talking a little bit coming back from Night to Shine. We were down in West Plains serving at Night to Shine. We took 33 of our Hope City folks down there, okay, and we were loving on those. Night to Shine is a prom night experience for people with special needs. And we were joking around. I got stood up, okay, my date never even showed up. Come on, somebody. You know, I mean, that's how, it was hard for me to deal with, but I, I dealt with it, okay? Kelly's, Kelly's date, she was so upset because he never would dance with her because she was married. She was married, you know? She's, he's like, no, I'm not going to dance with you. The whole night he was like, no, I'm not going to dance. So I said, hey, let's, let's grab Dominique. And Dominique's like, hey, I'm single and ready to mingle. Let's go, you know? And so... We were laughing. We were having a great time. It was so much fun. But on our way back, we were talking about hell. And, and I think a lot of people, they get this in their, in their frame of mind. They would just want to talk about hell all the time. Listen, I'm not going to a place called hell. I'm going to a place called heaven. I'm going to talk about heaven. I'm going to talk about the goodness of heaven, the healing of heaven, the perfection of heaven. Come on, somebody. Can, you, can I get an amen right there? 
And, and, and as we look at this, our, if our purpose is the end zone, while you're trying to get the ball, think about this, you're trying to get the ball to the end zone, there are forces fighting against you. And these forces are strategic. These forces are constant. There's going to be tackles that drop you to the ground. There's going to be fumbles when you drop the ball and the other team scoops it up and takes off running down the field. There's going to be missed passes and failed plays, injured players and wrong moves. There's going to be whistles blown and flags thrown. Somebody say flags thrown. All right? So as we're thinking about that, flags thrown, okay? I was thinking about this, and we were we were just kind of discussing this. TK and I were just kind of discussing this and talking about this. You know, uh, let me let me let me show you one. Not taking time with God. Amen. It looks a little bit different to everybody, okay? But not taking time with God, not taking time to to spend that and engage with Him results in a flag on the play. Come on, somebody, can you hear what I'm saying? Amen. Not engaging in worship. The scripture teaches us that angels worship out of duty, but humans, we get to engage and respond to God out of love. And not worshiping God results in a flag on the play. Amen. How about this one? Attitudes. Oh, come on. Let me preach right here. Attitude. Okay, attitudes. I I get it. Attitudes. I get it. You know, you sometimes you see those refs, they'll throw out several flags. You got an attitude. Amen. That's a flag on the play. We should have a good spirit about us. We should have a good mindset about us. Here's one right here. Crummy words coming out of your mouth. And now our crummy words get put onto the internet and they get to stay forever and ever and ever and ever and ever. Amen. Crummy words. Words like this. Criticisms. Conditions. Condemnation, complaints, comments, contradictions, and critiques. Flag on the play. Come on. Treating others with frustration instead of patience. Even our own children at times. Flag on the play. Somebody said, where's your whistle? There's my whistle, okay? Where's your whistle, all right? There's all these things, you know, not spending time in God's house, not serving others. Come on, somebody. Not spending, not serving others. Flag on the play. The purpose in football is to gain as many yards as possible while pushing your way down the field and into the end zone, into the red zone. Come on, somebody, if you know what I'm talking about. If you don't know, just shake your head and smile. Right? And in life, sometimes you make a little progress. And in football, sometimes you make a little progress. Sometimes you, you, you make a lot of progress. But all the timeouts, all the penalties, all the plays, all the commentary are just side issues. The best teams and the best players never get their mind off the end zone. They never get their mind off of heaven. Am I making sense, right? But when all is said and done, it's still just a game. There's a lot of money at stake. There's a lot of trophies and rings and hats and collector's items and, of course, bragging rights. Think about this, Michael. Only $7 million this year for a 30-second Super Bowl commercial. 
30 seconds. I, I feel like I could spend $7 million in a greater way than telling you to click it or ticket or state farm it or whatever or Subway is the best sandwich all around. Come on, somebody, can you hear what I'm saying? I feel like I have better, a better way to spend that money. Now, point number two, eternity is the ultimate end zone. Our challenge is to run hard. Our challenge is to run fast, and we have to focus on the purpose that God gave us in and through his son, Jesus Christ, so we could, Scripture says, gain eternal life, so we could gain eternal life. And in order to make gains in our spiritual lives, we can't get distracted. We must remain faithful. Think about this, okay? On New Year's Day, 1929, almost 100 years ago, Almost 100 years ago. Watch this, okay? Georgia Tech versus the University of California in the the Rose Bowl. And both of the teams were scoreless in the second quarter when Georgia Tech's John Thompson fumbled and dropped the ball. One of the UC players, he recovers the ball, and he began running. But in the confusion of being grabbed at, shoved, and tackling, they were trying to tackle him. Roy Rigels got turned around. He got disoriented. That's when it happened. He started running the wrong way. Amen. He started running the wrong way toward the other team's end zone. And if it had not been, think about this, if it had not been for another teammate who caught him at the one-yard line and said, Roy, you're going the wrong way, the score would have been worse, okay? The outcome would have been worse. And Georgia Tech won that game 8-7. to seven. But from that time on, Roy Rigels became known as Wrong Way Rigels. You ever heard that? A name he never lived down. It's easy to get distracted, isn't it? It's easy in this life to get distracted. It's it's so easy to get turned around, to get frustrated, to get miscalculated, amen, to get miscommunicated. And I want to tell you this morning that when we focus on godly things, we're going to gain. Amen. We're going to gain yards. We're going to gain uh, moving our space and our place toward that place that, that, that place called heaven. But when we start to focus on anything else or everything else, we're going to lose. We're going to lose yards. We're going to lose time. We're going to lose talent. talent. We're going to lose uh, 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 our, our treasure, so to speak. And regarding life, can I tell you, can I tell you a, a, a secret about life? Regarding life, we all stumble. We will all fumble, and Scripture says that we have all fallen short of the message of the Lord Jesus Christ. We've all fallen short of the purposes of God. And you can literally get destroyed trying to fill yourself or fulfill yourself with the stuff of this world. Amen. You could get completely destroyed. So what do we need to do? Well, that's point number three. You've got to stand firm. Against your opponents. You got to stand firm against them. Every time. Every time. I've noticed this. Every stinking time. Amen. You start to run toward the end zone. 
Every time you start to run toward your mission, every time you start to run toward your purpose, every time you start to run toward your calling, there's an enemy who's been built, who's been bred, who's been fabricated and forged to stop you. Amen. And scripture teaches us in 1 Peter chapter 5 and verse 8, it says, stay alert. I know you know what I'm talking about right here. You got to stay alert when you're driving down the road. Listen, you got to stay alert at the drive through or someone will honk your face off. Move up. You know what I'm saying? Move up, man. I'm trying to get my cheeseburger. All right. You got to stay alert. Amen. He says this watch out for your great enemy, the devil. We're not talking about a team that doesn't have some wins. We're not talking about a, a, a coach, the devil. We're not talking about a coach who doesn't have a few wins out there. Hello? We're talking about a great enemy, the scripture says, right? And it says this, he prowls around like a roaring lion looking for someone to devour. Stand firm against him and be strong in your faith. Remember that your family of believers all over the world is going through the same kind of suffering that you are. Listen, the devil, he's trying to take out everybody that, that he can. Look at me. He's trying to take out every family that he can. He's trying to take out every good, powerful influence in your life that he can. He's doing everything he can to destroy you. He's doing everything he can to challenge you, to distract you, to come against you. Come on, somebody. you got to stay alert. you got to stay prayed up. you got to stay focused in on your enemy. Amen. you got to be in that space we have to be aware that the devil and all of hell is working diligently working effectively working aggressively and consistently to take us out and to keep us from the end zone we've got to learn how to sidestep come on somebody that's what they do. They'll be running. They'll just be like, boom. You know, and all of a sudden that guy goes like this, and then they just get to keep on running. Come on. We got to learn how to sidestep both distractions and opponents. Amen. Now, as we see these opponents against us, Brent, will you help me really quick? Brent, will you help me? Brent, will you help me? Let's go Brent and Brett. Come on, let's do it. Let's mess it up. This one's Brett. This one's Brent. Okay, just so you know, okay. Let's say you guys are standing here, all right? Jermaine, come on out here. Come on out here, okay? Here he goes, all right? All right? You guys stand against him. You guys are the blocking. You guys ever seen football? Let's go. Come on. Come on, what's going on here? All right? I'm just <laughs> Hey, I know, I, know that's, I know that's not true on, on Brent's side, but on Brett's side that may be true twice. I've seen football twice, okay? All right? Think about this. When, when you're going up against him, Jermaine, you're, you're going up against him. you got to fight through losing some yards. Hello? Go ahead. Come on. Jump in there. See, see if you get past him. See if you get past him, all right? But he's a good-looking receiver, though, right? You know what I'm saying? He's a good-looking receiver. Look, he snuck in there. He's going to find his spot. What do they do? They find that hole. They find that space. Sometimes you got to fight through the – stay with me. Stay with me. Hold on. Sometimes – Defensive line, just taking off, you know, just doing whatever they want, okay? You know, it's not Gatorade time yet, fellas. Hold up. Hold up. Sometimes you got to fight through the holding. 
Come on, put a hold on him. A hold is like you grab his jacket. You, you grab his jacket and you kind of hold him. Go ahead, sneak through there. Look, look, that's it, that's it. They call it the horse collar. They're holding him. And what are they keeping him from? His purpose. Keeping him from the end. It, it, it happens all the time. The devil, he's trying to keep us from the hold. You got to fight through the face masks. You got to fight through the tackles. You got to fight through the unnecessary roughness. And that's just from the church, folks. Come on. I'll take an amen to keep going, okay? All right, I'll stay. I'll stay. Sometimes you got to fight through the missing field goals. You got to fight through not winning every battle, fight through the miscommunication, fight through the bad calls or the wrong calls. You got to fight through the disappointment, the hurt, the injuries and the fatigue. Hold on guys, don't 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 run off yet. We're almost done. Watch this. Don't you dare let this peaceful, smiling face fool you, deceive you, or trick you. I'm skilled for war. Scripture says my hands are ready for war, prepared for conflict. I've got a fight on the inside of me that's unbreakable. And it's one of those reasons I know that God has chosen me at times. Michael, this is your task because when they tell you no, you'll fight through anyways. When they say, that can't be done, you'll say, watch and happen. Watch and see it happen. Amen. And so watch this. Here we go, Jermaine. All right, bust through. Bust through that line. No, 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 right here. Bust through this line. Sorry, man. Go, Come on, bust through. Bust through. Get out there. Get out there. Come on. Go, 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 go. There he goes. There he goes. Boom. Now look. Now watch this. Come on, bring it in. Look at this. Have you ever noticed the players who pass through all the challenges, they make it to the end zone? What do they do? Oh, he's done. Okay, he's done. I said, I, go ahead. Thank you, fellas. Thank you. Hey, it's time. It's time. It's time. It's time. It's time. I told Jermaine, I need an end zone dance like you would at your house. All right, that's the one he gave us in church. Okay, that's okay. I appreciate him. I appreciate him. He did so good. But you notice those players, they pass through all the challenges. They make it to the end zone. They celebrate. They dance, they scream, they cheer, they get together with all their teammates and they do their own little thing. One starts dancing and they all fall down. It's, I love it. I love the fight. I love the battle. They make a big deal out of fulfilling their goal. I don't know about you, but this thing that we're in called Christianity is a big deal. And I'm excited about fulfilling our goal. I'm excited about moving forward. Amen. Look at, look at 1 Thessalonians chapter 5. In verse 22, the scripture says, keep away from every kind of evil. Do you see that? Keep away from. Scripture says, hey, Pastor Mike, what's keep away from? It means avoid it. It means abstain from it. It literally means run from. Don't you like that? Here comes the enemy. Boom, I'm just running. Running for my life sometimes. Come on, somebody. As running for my life. And verse 22, in, in, our, in our beginning scriptures this morning, there in uh, uh, 1 Timothy, uh, there in 1 Timothy, and on in uh, uh, 1 Peter, okay, it, it talks about, it teaches us, it, it tells us to run from every kind of evil. And that's a really great description of how we are to respond to the lure of this world and its temptations. Amen? But scripture, and I want to point this out, also challenges us to pursue godliness. 
watch this, run after what is right and good. Amen. Run after faith. Run after love. Run after perseverance and gentleness. He says, fight for faith. Hold tightly to eternal life. Boom. I'm holding tight until I get to the end zone knowing that on the other side of that, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have won that good fight. Come on, somebody. Amen. And Scripture finally says, do all of those things without wavering. Without, that's, the, that's the key right here. Do them without wavering. It's going to be a few times. You're going to hit one of those blockers. They're going to throw you to the ground. Amen. A situation, a, a health crisis. Hello. A, a, a family member, a, a situation, a, a, a loss in the family. A circumstance, boom, and it just throws you to the ground. They call out to, they call out to people that need uh, medical assistance. They get you an ambulance. They get you a golf cart. They get you off the field. Hello? Amen? You got to get up from that list, that DL list, that, that, that hurt list. Amen? And get back into the game, which brings us to our final point, point number four. You have to focus on the end zone. You got to focus on it. Amen? A lot of times I'm just here, I'm just looking at the things that have to be dealt with right here. I got to deal with right here. Man, I'd like to do something great for God, but I'm just dealing with right here right now. Hello? You got to focus out on the end zone. You got to remind yourself, that's the goal. That's the goal. I got to fight through all this, but I got the goal in mind. Hello? Amen? Because living for the end zone means keeping God's purposes for our lives the focus. Amen? To get to the end zone, we usually got to push and shove and kick and climb, amen, usually over other people, all right? One of my, I know it's kind of awkward, but they call it the tush push, right? They get all these guys, and they get so close together, they'll hand that guy the ball, and they like literally shove him forward, and sometimes over folks, okay? It's awesome. You got to... Anybody want to, no, anyways, let's move on. But in that space, Scripture says to run after gentleness. Wait, 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 Pastor Mike, you told me that there's a fight going on. There is a fight going on. So, so think about this. Gentleness means to be humble in a very specific way, very unique way. It describes the ability to accept opposition, to accept the insult, to accept the provocation, shoving around, getting pushed around without losing it. Hello? I don't have to throw my helmet. I don't have to kick over the Gatorade bottle. But I do got to get up and get moving back into the game. Am I making sense? I know a lot of times when someone else contradicts us, or goes against our faith for whatever reason, we willingly, watch this, we willingly have to forgive them and we have to work to restore those relationships. And we have to love other people. And the only way to demonstrate that genuine love is through patience. And patience means we're willing to take the hits in order to see others have a relationship with God. I've taken some hits. I've had some people hurt me in the church world outside the church world had people hurt me in my family outside my family had doctors hurt my feelings 
have doctors hurt my body. Hello. I keep moving forward. I keep getting up. I keep pressing through. I keep pushing in, knowing that I've got an end goal in mind. It's my favorite thing, Roger, about the whole game of football. The team. The team. Think about this. There's 11 players on the field on the defensive side, 11 players on the offensive side, and they're uh, and even the ones on the bench, think about this, they work as a unit to accomplish a win out on the field. Every Sunday we're setting up. This is our team. Every Sunday we're praying for people. This is our team. Every Sunday we're loving Every Monday, Tuesday through Saturday, we're loving on people. This is our team. We're challenging each other. We're picking each other up. I love it when one of the guys gets knocked to the ground and one of the other players goes and grabs them up. Get off, the gr- get off the ground. You don't belong there. Amen. A guy got a, he got a hold of you right there, but you got to get back up. I, I remember being in the ninth grade. I, I got teenagers, close your ears, okay? I got kicked out of football because my grades were so bad. All right? But we played, I, I played seventh, eighth, ninth grade. I, I was in my ninth grade year, and we had this guy that came against us, okay? And I was a linebacker. His name was Philip Jordan. Philip Jordan hit so hard, like you don't even understand. Like, I watched him hit my cousin so hard, he fell back, broke his arm. I was like, I want no part. Come on, somebody. I feel like I'm a lover, not a fighter, okay? But as we watched him run through the line, and he would make a hole. If there wasn't a hole there, you became the hole. Come on, somebody. Can you hear what I'm saying? And he would just run right over you. And then all of a sudden, uh, David knew and Schwander and myself, we started talking. We said, you know what? we got to stand up to this dude. He is on our team. We understand that. But at practice, he's got to go down. we got to stop him. What if we have a Philip Jordan on the opposing team? And he's trying to run through my space. So we said, hey, we got to step up. You get him on the left, I'm going to get him on the right. Guess where he came? To the right. Okay, and I stood in there as hard as I could, and I hammered against him. And when he hit me, it still knocked me back, but it didn't knock me down. And sometimes you got to just stand against your opponent. And it hurt for three weeks after, but I stood against my opponent as a team, as a unit. No matter what it takes, as a worship team comes, no matter the weather no matter the enemy, and they operate as a team, and watch this, they accomplish what they cannot, they accomplish what cannot be accomplished as individuals. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Amen. It's not an individual sport. Christianity is a team sport, and there's Thousands and millions of witnesses in the stadium of this life who are watching how we live. 2 Timothy chapter 4, verse 7. He said, I fought the good fight. I finished the race. I've remained faithful. And now the prize awaits me, the crown of righteousness. Remember, he said, pursue righteousness. And now I'm receiving the crown of it. He says, which the Lord, the righteous judge, will give me 
on the day of his return. And the prize is not just for me, but for all who eagerly look forward to his appearing. Team sport. Now back to Roy Rigels. We're now in the locker room. We're at halftime. The UCL players filed off the field. They're in the dressing room. As the others sat down on the benches in the floor, Rigels put a blanket around his shoulders. He sat down in a corner. He put his face in his hands. And just before they left the locker room to go back out on the field, the coach told them, the team, that, the, the, the team of players that started the first half of the game will go back out and start the second half of the game. Here Roy sits. All the players run out the door, headed back onto the field. All of them but Rigels. And coach calls him out and says, Roy, didn't you hear me? The same team that played the first half will start the second. Rigels looks up with, with tears on his cheeks and, and wet with tears. He says, Coach, I can't do it. I've embarrassed you. I've embarrassed the college. I've embarrassed the university's reputation. I've embarrassed myself. I just can't face that crowd out there. Coach Price reached out, put his hand on Rigel's shoulder. He says, Roy, get up and go back out there. The game is only half over. Half over. Rigel's did what his coach told him to do. He went back out onto that field. The fans saw him play harder and better than he had ever played before. Listen to me. We've all gone the wrong way. Amen? We've all, we all stumble and fall in a financial decision, in our marriages, in relationship to our children, in relationship to our bosses, in relationship to sin. We've all stumbled and fall. Amen? But like Coach Price did for Roy Rigels, we need someone to encourage us. We need somebody to come alongside us and say, get up off the ground. You weren't born for that. Get up and get moving. And we'll get up and we'll play harder. We'll play better than we ever had before. Amen. Got to get up, get back into the game. Watch this. Rigels played an outstanding second half and later became Cal football's captain the next season. Gaining All-American mention, he was later a member of Cal's football coaching staff, an officer in the Army Air Forces during World War II, and the owner of an agricultural chemicals company. In 1991, two years before his death, he was inducted into the Rose Bowl Hall of Fame, and in 1988, he entered Cal's Athletic Hall of Fame. Why? Because he refused to be defined by his past. Hello? He refused to be defined by his past. He refused to be defined by his hurt, his insecurity, his frustration, his enemy, his challenge. In front of all people, he refused to stay in that space. And the enemy's greatest fear is that you'll discover who you really are. That you'll discover what you're really worth or that you'll discover where you're really headed. Come on, somebody. Will you stand with me all over the building this morning? 
The love of Jesus Christ has been unveiled to us as a people. And God's love, as our prayer team comes, God's love for each and every one of us is magnificent. It's unbreakable. (laughs) It's unrelenting. It's so powerful. It's so graceful. It's so merciful. You say, Pastor, I don't don't know the love of God. And I want to experience the love of God. I, I I, I wish that you would come. We want to pray with you. We want to lay hands on you. We want to tell you not just about God's love, but that you can receive God's love. Amen. That you can receive his grace. That you can receive his mercy right now. You say, Pastor, I've, I've failed over and over and over and over again. And all I feel is the condemnation. All I feel is the guilt. All I feel is the shame. God doesn't want you to walk in that space. He tells us in Romans chapter 12, he says, There is therefore now no condemnation to them who are in Christ Jesus who walk not after the flesh but walk after the spirit and in that space between saying yes to God and no to the things of this world no to the frustrations no to the insecurities there's a supernatural moment where God shows up he brings healing to our hearts and healing to our souls and healing healing to our lives gets us back up ready to push through that game again, ready to move forward toward the end goal, the end result, that place called heaven. Pastor, I don't know Jesus as my Lord. I don't know him as my Savior. And I want to say yes to Jesus this morning. If that's you, would you just slip your hand up this morning? That's me, Pastor. I don't know Jesus as my Lord. I don't know him as my Savior this morning. If you've ever been in a place where you're living in your past, I want to talk to you for a second. God wants you to come out of that space. Come on, somebody. God wants to bring healing to your life. He wants to bring restoration to your soul. He doesn't want you to stay in that space. He's got a great plan for your life. He's got a great purpose for your life. You say, Pastor, I've been in that space where I've just kind of stayed in the past. I've stayed in my hurt. (laughs) I've stayed in my frustration. I've stayed in my insecurities. I've been hiding in that space. I've come this morning to call you out. Come out, come out wherever you are. God is here to minister to your heart, to minister to your life right now. Pastor, I've been allowing the pains of my past or the days of my past to define my every day. I need God to bring healing to my heart and healing to my life. If that's you, would you just step forward? That's me, Pastor. That's me. I want God to bring healing to my heart. I've been walking in the frustrations of my past, the lies of the enemy overwhelming my heart, overwhelming my life. I don't want to be known as wrong way, rigels. I want to go the right way for God's kingdom and for his purposes. Pastor, I've allowed all these things to defy me. Is there anyone? Is there anyone in the house this morning? I want to give you an opportunity because I believe God wants to give you a great healing. God wants to touch you in your mind, in your spirit, in your body. He wants to minister unto you. Is there anyone this morning? Say, that's me, Pastor. That's me. God bless you, sir. God bless you, young lady. Is there anyone else this morning? Pastor, that's me. I want to step out of that space. I want to get up off the ground. I want to start running toward my purpose again, running toward the goal again knowing that you're going to move in my heart and move in my life. Anyone else this morning? If you need prayer for any other reason, 
Our prayer team is here. Brad Kelly, will you guys come and help me? You guys just, just go right in here. You need a healing in your body. You need direction in your life. That's what we take time to pray for. Amen. We want to lay hands on you and encourage you and build you up in your faith and know that Jesus is our Lord and Savior and that he's going to help you walk through that space and fight through your enemies. In the name of Jesus, we're going to thank you and praise him. Would you come?